Well, hello there and welcome. My name is Anthony Gray. I am the senior pastor of the True Life Family Worship Center in beautiful Baytown, Texas. And we are excited that you have chosen to join our podcast, where our duty is to equip the saints for the effective working of the ministries. I hope you enjoy it. God bless you. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Gray. Will someone please... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, are, we are happy and excited again about what God is uh, doing and what he has to say to us. Uh, we're going to begin tonight with uh, a reading from Psalm 133, which is our psalm for the week. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down to the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. It is as the dew of Hermon, the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, as always, thanking you for being God. Asking, Father, that you will search our hearts, and if you find anything in us that is not like you, that you will please forgive us. Please cleanse us of any unrighteousness, Father, any sin, and please, Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Father, we need your guidance tonight. We need you to speak to us and speak through us, Father. Use us to the glory and honor of your name, Father. I pray for the hearers of the word tonight, Father. I pray that the word will fall on good ground and that they, when they hear it, they would run with it, Father. They would have applied to their lives, Lord, and that it would become nourishment to their lives, Father, that they may be fully equipped for the working of the ministry. I ask, Father, that you look on me as the teacher tonight. I pray, Father, that you will forgive me my sins, for there are many. Cleanse me of unrighteousness and enlighten me, Lord. Let light be in my mind, Lord. Speak to my heart. Speak to my mind. And reveal to me tonight, Father, what you would have me to say to your people. We trust you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. And we thank you in advance. In Jesus' blessed name, amen. Well, good evening, everyone, Pastor. again. Pastor. Yes. Pastor, this is Mr. Smith. Before you begin, I don't know if anybody else is having this issue, but there's a poor quality in the sound. I don't know if, if someone's not on mute or if there's uh, something else going on, but if you're breaking up. Okay. Is anyone else having that issue? Okay, so Sister Smith, we're not sure what's going on. I think uh, last week there was there were people who had uh, real clear sound, and then there were people who normally have clear sound that didn't. Uh, we're not certain what's going on with that, but but uh, we're going to persevere. We're going to make it on through anyway, and at some point we're believing that uh, you'll get a okay, chance well, to hear Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang up and dial in again and see if it clears up. Okay, that would be perfect. Thank you. Well, tonight, everyone, God has something to say to us, and he has to visit an old subject with us tonight, and because it's worth visiting. Tonight, God's concern with us is that we not give up. You know, many times we can pray, and, and you know, those are wonderful times when we pray, and immediately God answers. We get the answer to our prayer. But then most of us, and most of the time when we pray, the answer doesn't come immediately. Mostly the answer is delayed. 
And the reason it is delayed is not because you've done some sin, but because God has his own timing. It's something that's called due season. God has a season for it. It doesn't matter uh, what you do, how you cry about it. When it's time, it's time. And there's nothing that can stop it from happening except, are you ready for this? And it's not the devil. The devil can't stop God from blessing you. He can't stop God's blessing. The only way that we won't reap in due season, according to Galatians 6 and 9, is if we don't faint. Don't be weary in well-doing is what Paul is writing to the Galatians and writing to us. For we will reap in due season if we faint not. So you're telling me that, Paul is telling us that when it's time for us to have it, we'll have it. And the only thing that will stop us from having it is if we give up. So keeping that in mind, keep that in mind, keep that in mind. Are you going to be a quitter or a go-getter? If you are a quitter and it is in your nature to quit, then guess what? That makes sense to me. I understand now why things aren't fulfilled in your life. It's not your sin. It's, your lack, it's your lack of perseverance. It is your lack of stamina. It is your willingness to give up too soon. We're going to read tonight uh, about two widows in the scripture. We're going to use one widow is coming from 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 through 7 and the other is in Luke chapter 18 verses 1 through 8. Again we take an Old Testament tonight and, and the New Testament scripture and we look at the commonalities that they share and one of the things that we're going to notice is the opportunity to give up is present with both of them. But we want to, let's take a look at it and see. Here in 2 Kings chapter 4, just listen. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take him, my two, to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen, to be slaves. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy sons and shalt pour out into all these vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons and she bought the vessels, who bought the vessels unto her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her sons, bring me yet another vessel and they said unto her, there's not any more, and the all stopped. Then she came and told the man of God and said, God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children on the rest. Listen to Luke, this next widow that Jesus tells us about. And he spake a parable unto them, Luke chapter 18, verses one through eight. 
And he spake a parable unto them that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge with fear not God, neither did he regard man. There was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest her continual coming weary me. My God. Did you see that? Did you read that? What is God saying to us tonight? Through the lives of these two widows, one is in parable and one is in reality and history, God has something to say about quitting, about giving up. I think, I think we give up too soon on God. In this society that we live in, this microwave society, we don't want to wait for anything. You know, you watch television and cities can be built or destroyed in an hour. You can cook a meal, just pop it in the microwave, bam, there you go. It's done in no time. We don't want to wait for anything. There's an old saying uh, that I heard when I was a boy that a man was praying, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. We don't want to wait. But I think that if we are honest and we take an honest look at our lives, that waiting on God is very much a part of it. As a matter of fact, in the book of Isaiah, he says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What is he saying? He's saying they that wait upon the Lord, mm, they're going to be strong. How, how can waiting strengthen me? Waiting can strengthen me when my hope and my faith is in the fact that if God said it, he's going to bring it to pass. God is not a man that he should lie. The Bible doesn't say that God will not lie. If it said he will not lie, that means that God is making a conscious decision to tell the truth. It didn't say he will not lie. It is not his will that, that he not lie. It says he cannot lie. God cannot lie. If he says it, it has to come to pass. If God made promises to you, and he did, he made promises all in his word to you, and they haven't come to pass in your life, and you're saying, oh, what have I done? You've done a search. You've searched and you repented. You, 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 you've, you've even taken and put a little extra money in the offering at your church. All of this, all in the effort to buy God, to, to hurry him, to rush him, to do what he's going to do. You can't rush God. You must be patient. You must wait for him, and you must persevere. You know, we love that the fact that in life, there are so many joys in life. The, 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 joy, of a, the joy of the birth of a child. And if, you, and if you're a parent and you're not a grandparent just yet, if you think having those children was a joy, man, those grandchildren are such a joy. You, you just wait. I promise you. I promise you it's going to be a joy. But life is not filled with just joys. Life is filled with difficult times and difficult situations. If you look at the grand landscape that God has given us, look at this earth. What do you have? You have mountaintops and you have valleys. That's the way life is. That's the way life is. If you're on the mountaintop, if you are on a mountaintop, hang on. 
Hang on, that's a valley coming your way. And if you are in the valley, just persevere because the mountaintop is coming. God doesn't leave us in situations. It's all about our spiritual growth. And what God is saying for me to say to you tonight, tell my people, don't give up on me. Don't quit. Hang in there. I'm going to do what I said I, will, I am going to do. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, here this widow is a, her husband has died. Do you remember, you may recall God saying to Elijah when he said, uh, I'm the only one preaching that God said, man, you're not the only one. I've got prophets hidden in caves. Well, somebody had to feed those prophets. Somebody had to take care of those prophets. Maybe her husband was one of those men of God and that's what he did. Maybe he made the sacrifices to take care of God's people. Maybe he made the sacrifices to help people. But in the long run, the grand scheme of things, he died. And when he died, he was in debt. He had borrowed so much, he was in debt and had not paid it back. Maybe, maybe he was paying it. And he was the only breadwinner in the house. Had a wife and two sons. And he died. You talk about difficulty. You talk about a difficult situation. Now, now here, here the lady is saying to the man of God, she knew that I, I need to get to the man of God. I need to get to somebody who can pray. Can I pause to parenthetically insert this? I know that you're used to, to sharing your issues and your complaints and your problems with everybody. But I want you to stop doing that. I want you to start finding somebody in your life who can pray. Share your stuff. When you're waiting for God and he hasn't done it yet, it hasn't quite come to pass yet, you don't need to talk to somebody who's, you don't need to talk to negative Nancy. You need to talk to somebody who's going to encourage you. Hang in there. Hang in there. Let me pray for you. Let me pray with you. Let me pray that God will give you the strength because you can make it through this, girl. I'm going to pray for you. Man, you can make it through this. I'm going to pray for this. Rather than run to somebody else, she went to the man of God. Why did she go to him? She went to somebody she knew could pray. She wasn't worried about gossip. She wasn't going to him to, to see if she could borrow some money. Preacher, can you let me borrow some, some money? Because I'm a preacher's wife and my, my husband is dead. Can you hook me up? Well, she went to him and said, listen, I've got a dilemma. My husband is dead and I owe money to the creditors. I don't have the money to pay them. And they're coming back to take my sons, which means the creditors must have come and approached her. When the payment wasn't made, they came to see about it. And when, when she didn't have the funds, they said, well, we'll give you a chance to take it. When we come back next week, next month, whenever it was they're coming back, if you don't have the money, then we'll take your children. What does this mean? That means she's lost her husband. And they're not just going to take one son, they're going to take both. If they left her a son, maybe he could work and he could take care of things. If he's not of age, someday he'll be of age. And, you know, that's some hope. But they left her hopeless because they said, when we come back, we're taking both the boys. And it, was, it wasn't an uncommon practice. It was a common practice. They took them to work it off. They took them as a slave. But mostly, you never saw them again. Maybe they died in the copper mines. Maybe they died and, and maybe they made soldiers out of them and they were killed in the war. Whatever the case, they, their lives did not belong to them. Once that happened, she knew it was over. That meant that her entire family would have been destroyed and left her alone. How was she going to fend for herself anyway? She said, I'm going to somebody who can pray. 
She went to the man of God. Again, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. She 1 through 7. She went through this man to this man of God and she said to him, the, the debt collectors are coming to get my boys and put them in bondage. Listen to what he said to her. He said to her, what you want me to do? What do you have in your house? Oh, let me insert this. Let me parenthetically insert this, brothers and sisters listening to this message. It's, you can't help what you don't have. Stop focusing on what you don't have and focus on what you have. As long as you're able to wake up and you have the use of your limbs, you can do something about it. You can change some things. Stop crying and say, well, if I, had, if I had more money, who doesn't want more money? As a matter of fact, the Bible says, as a matter of fact, the Bible says money answers all things. Who couldn't use it? Who, who, who on this, listening to this message, a good $100,000 couldn't solve half of your problems? Stop focusing on what you don't have. We get depressed and it makes, it makes the waiting on God longer when we focus on the negative, on what we don't have. This man, is, he, didn't, he didn't come and say, well, I don't need to know how much money you don't have. I don't need to know what you don't have. I need to know what you do have because it is what you do have that God's, that's going to change your life. My goodness. My goodness, old preacher said to me, old preacher said to me, he gave me some good advice and, and I've used it. He said, if you ever get somebody in your congregation that's coming to you and, and they're complaining all the time because people will and people have difficulty in their lives, this is what I want you to do, boy. Have, ask them what has God done for them. See, as long as you're thinking about what God hasn't done, you're going to slip into depression. Testify to yourself. Remind yourself of what God did for you 10 years ago. Remind yourself of what God did for you last year. Remind yourself of what God did for you the last time you got yourself into a mess. Remind yourself. And the same God who got you out once before, he'll do it again. Focus on what you do have. And what you do have is your faith in an almighty God. She said, I've got nothing in my house except a pot of oil. That's it. I don't, even have, I don't have meat or bread or anything to cook with it, just oil. That's all I have. He said, go and borrow vessels from abroad. Go to your neighbors and ask your neighbors if you can borrow vessels and don't borrow if you borrow as many as you can. This, what's the lesson here? The lesson here, don't limit God. That's, that's another sermon for another time. But stop limiting God. Take the limits off of God. I remember when I, when I was a young boy uh, and we were raising money for the building fund in, in, at Antioch. I remember one Sunday the pastor, we call him Bishop now. He, he, he stood up and he said, we're asking God to bless us but we're passing trays that are, that, that are only maybe, maybe three inches deep. So we stopped passing trays and we started, they bought, the deacons bought buckets and started passing buckets. And when they started passing buckets, what that's letting God know, Lord, I've got, 
I don't know how much you're going to drop in this Sunday, but I'm prepared for a bucket full. I've been just trying to get a tray full, Lord, but I'm believing you for a bucket full. Show God something while you're waiting on him that lets him know that you believe he's going to do it. Because brothers and sisters, understand something. That word wait does not mean sit on your tush somewhere and do nothing. Waiting on God is an active thing. Much like the waiter at the restaurant. If you're going to share in my dining experience, but you're going to stand there with your arm folded, that's not waiting. Or maybe, well, Pastor, you need to get modern. They call them servers now. Well, they call them servers because your, your idea of waiting is to stand in a corner with your arms folded. They do. Do you need water? Would, would you like some ketchup? Is there anything else I can help you with? Is everything okay over here? That's waiting. That's an active doing something. <laughs> My God. And when thou art come in, when you got all the vessels, shut the door upon thee and thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. When you got everything that you need, shut the world out. When you're trying to wait on God, stop listening to You know, when you're waiting on God, you need to pay attention to what you watch on television. When you're waiting on God, you need to pay attention to the kind of music you listen to, even gospel music. You can't wait on God always listening to, and you know, I love the song, and, and God bless Yolanda Adams, Riding Through the Storm, that's years ago. Riding Through the Storm, man, that song blessed me. But I, I had to soon learn that I can't get out of the storm singing about the storm while I'm in the storm. Play something that's conducive to you rising up to God doing it. How about they that wait upon the Lord shall renew that strength? How about encouraging yourself? When she did this, she filled every vessel. God did the miracle. She was about to give up. That's, that's the point. The point just she was about to give up. She was at her last. Thought she had, didn't have anything. She looked and said, I don't have anything. But she, did. she wasn't looking deep enough. How many times did she pass that pot of oil? Not realizing that was her blessing. How many times did she pass it? How many times she walked in the kitchen, passed it, just ignored that which is the thing that God used to deliver her? By God. Let's look at the second widow. The second one comes to us in a parable. A parable, remember, being a, a, a uh, basically a, a earthly story with a spiritual meaning. But I want to look at verse 8. Verse, verse 8, just, just he, he burst out. Jesus would normally, a certain man, a certain man, a certain man had two sons. He, he'll just start out talking. But Luke, Luke tells us, before he even gets into the parable, he tells us the reason for this parable. He says, Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end. This is the whole reason Jesus spoke this parable unto them, that men ought always to pray and not give up. He spoke this parable to them so that they'll know that to pray and not give. He spoke this parable to them so that they'll know that just because you pray the first time, if God doesn't answer, keep going. There's a judge in the city who didn't fear God, or neither did he regard man. 
And there was a widow in that city. She came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. Have you been waiting a while for God? He wouldn't do anything for her. She, she, she went to him the first time. He did nothing. She went to him again. She did nothing. And Jesus didn't tell us how many times actually, actually she goes. But he does let us know she goes. Are you ready for this? She goes until she got an answer. Oh, I want you to look now. Can you look at this? Because Jesus is going somewhere. She went not until her adversaries stopped. Not until the judge got, a ven got vengeance on her adversary. She went until she heard the judge say, okay, I'll do it. He may have said it, signed the decree, sent it out to, the, to one department and went to another department. And it wasn't until the end of it. It started on Monday. It wasn't until Friday that the, that the enemy got the word to leave this woman alone. But she left satisfied that he said, I'll do it. What is Jesus saying to us? He's saying this. He said, when you pray, keep praying. Keep praying. If you don't get an answer, keep praying. If you don't get an answer, keep praying. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Well, pastor, when do you stop praying? You stop praying, <laughs> not when it's manifested. You don't wait till it's manifested to stop praying. You stop praying when you get peace. The lady left the judge's chamber with peace. She left the judge's chamber saying, okay, it's done. It's done. Here is the application here for you and I. When you pray and then nothing happens, keep praying. If nothing happens, you keep praying. If nothing happens, you keep praying. Do not give up. That's what the devil wants. He can't stop. He can't stop God from blessing you, but he can stop you from receiving by getting you to the point where you just quit. You've been praying for a year on this thing and God ain't done nothing yet. No, you keep praying. And then listen, hear me, hear me. Even if he hasn't done it yet, at some point in your praying to him, you're going to get peace. When you get the peace about it, then you switch from praying to praise. You start thanking him, praising God when he hasn't, when the thing hasn't manifested itself, it's, it's showing God so much faith. I can thank you now for what you're going to do later. You're so faithful, God. I can thank you now for that child coming home. I can thank you now huh, for this pain leaving my body. Oh, it still hurts. The back still hurts, but I thank you because you've given me a peace. I'm satisfied now that you heard me. And I know you're going to do something about it. Jesus gave this parable to the end that men ought to pray and not quit. Don't quit. Come on. You've got it in you. Keep pushing forward. Keep, keep praying. Keep going before God. Keep going before God. You know what? This judge said, I'm tired. I'm going to get tired of this woman. This woman going to keep bothering me. Well, listen, if, you know, for lack of a better term, bother God then. Keep taking him his word. Keep reminding him of what he said in his word. Do not quit. And when you get the peace, but not the manifestation, start thanking him for what he's done. Because, brothers and sisters, 
before anything happens in this natural world that we can see, it happens in the spiritual world. When you get the peace, the peace comes when it's done in the spirit. The peace comes when your spirit can accept that it's done. Then you can thank God. You can praise God for the victory. I want to say again what Paul said in Galatians so that you can understand. We reap in due season if we don't faint, if we don't quit. Do not be a quitter. God is looking for people who are going to persevere. God can't use a quitter because some of the things that God's going to manifest aren't ready yet because it's not the season. God bless you and may he keep you is my prayer. At this time, we want to open the call for anybody who has a prayer request. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for guidance. We thank you for giving your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. And Father, because we don't know, we don't know exactly what we should pray. We don't know exactly what to say, but we bless you for the gift of tongues. So in the name of Jesus, Thank you, Father. Who's next? Nobody? Well, God bless you. I have a prayer request. I ask that you keep me and uh, my family in your prayers this week. Uh, I, I'm believing God that he's going to do some wonderful things for us and to us and through us. And I just want you to pray for our prosperity and our good health, according to the word of God. Amen. Father, you said in your word that you wish above all things that Pastor Gray would prosper and that he would be in good health, even as his soul prospers. I pray that you would let the Gray family prosper, that you would let them be in good health, even as you said in your word. That's the kind of prayer I need you to pray for uh, us this week. Well, God bless you. I want, I want to remind you that if you... Uh, are enjoying this call and this this free conference call is what it is. But if you would like to, if you feel led to give a donation, you may do so. You may do so by using our text giving phone number, which uh, I don't have here with me now. Isn't that isn't that sad? Yes, I do. I have it right here. You can you can call dial eight four four two one seven three two nine four. If you desire to, to give a gift of any size, any size, we'll accept a gift of any size and we'll appreciate anything that you can do. Mostly we appreciate your prayers. Amen. I want to remind you that you can listen to a recording. This call is recorded by dialing 425-436-6202. And I believe this is number six. And if you don't remember that it's number six, just, uh, it'll ask you if you want the most recent one, and this is the most recent one. You'll be able to listen to it again. I encourage you to listen to this again. Give yourself some encouragement. Also, you can uh, look up our, our podcast, Two Life Family Worship Center. Uh, in another few days, this 
this message will be on our podcast. You can listen to it. I want to wish you all a good night and a very pleasant tomorrow. God bless you, and I love you all. Bless you, Pastor. Good night. Good night. Good night, Pastor. Good night. God bless you. Bye-bye. Good night.